tonight on the Midnight Train Podcast. We discuss the most whimsical and mysterious of creatures. No Riley. Not purple unicorns that poop marshmallows and sing cartoon theme songs in falsetto. I'm talking about motherfucking gremlins. That's right. Little sharp tooth, claw slinging, devilish gremlins. So sit back, turn up the volume, tell the kids to get the fuck out of the room or Santa will not come this year. All aboard. Passengers, and welcome to another exciting, titillating, absolutely wonderful episode of the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me, as always, is my dude, the one and only, the myth, the man, the legend, Jeff Butchko. I feel like I need fireworks going off or I need baby powder like LeBron, like, you you do. I, I believe you do need that. You if should, only we had video. You should have that. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about That's that. another story. We got to hire a video guy for sure. Yeah. If you guys know a video guy out there that will work for like TV dinners. Yeah. If you guys out there want us to like have video and stuff, um, start paying us. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> Donate. Give us money. Money, money. I'm just kidding. You guys don't have to do that. But unless you want to. Yes, That's they completely. Do. They do. Completely up to you. And across from us is our station's resident nerd and the captain of the Quick check. I'm never going to lose that. No, that's mine forever. <laughs> you need to get that tattooed. Yep. On my forehead. Yeah. My handsome son, Riley. How are you doing today, buddy? Stressed, but otherwise doing all right. Stressed? Uh, Why are you stressed? Uh, finals week. Oh. Yeah. I got an accounting exam in the morning that I am not prepared for. Ah, school. <laughs> Gross. Schoolies for not fools. Like Grown ups, motherfucker. <laughs> that actually might be the only time that ever. That actually works. worked right. Yeah, yeah right. right there. Yeah. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, today we have something I think we really uh, will pique some interest this time of the year. Uh, the topic of today's train ride is the main focus of what is probably one of the most overlooked uh, pseudo quasi Christmas movies of all time. Um, Jeff, where's the train taking us today? Well. Before we get there, there's a couple of things we have to uh, go over. Oh, shit. That are, are important, uh, what do you call it? housekeeping okay. duties? Yeah. Okay. Housekeeping. First and foremost. You want to make on pillow? You want blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a hotel is this? <laughs> so first of all, and this is going to sound really off topic, so you guys just follow me with it, okay? It always does. Superheroes, right? We all love them. Okay. We all have a favorite. Okay. Maybe a couple, right? Right. What is your favorite superhero, Riley? Who, who is your who? favorite? Yeah. I, God, I got to go Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man's pretty cool. And you, John? Pretty cool. Uh, mine is either going to be Lobo for all you nerds out there, but for all you people that actually, you know, just watch the Marvel shit, it'd probably be Deadpool. Okay. Yeah, you? I'm a fan of Thor. Okay. He's always been my favorite. So, you know, we, we love, we have like these super suit in here. I can't even speak. Super hibbe hibbe. What was that? 
<laughs> suit and heroes. <laughs> suit and heroes. Heroes and we suits. all have favorite superheroes. <laughs> Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever consider actually portraying that superhero in public and like living your lifestyle, like full costume cosplay, and like be that superhero, like Squirt Man? Kind of. Do you remember Squirt Man? I do remember Squirt Man. <laughs> I do. Um, I I don't think I'd be able to commit that no. fully to it. Yeah. Is it like is this like a daily thing or like maybe like this once is like a, a lifestyle? Month? So like I have to wear a Spider Man suit everywhere I go and and be Spider Man. Like the guys in L A. that are like out there just yeah. trying to make some change. Like okay. I could I could do it as like a you know like a Make a Wish thing. Well, wait a minute. Do you have Spider-Man. to actually stop crime? Like he said, you have to be the. Well, superhero. you attempt, right? You would oh, attempt. Oh, okay. To. So, so well, see, so I don't know if I could. Yeah, lighting, I don't know if I could commit that. Jeff, yeah. if you were Thor, you'd have to like control lightning. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Or, or at least attempt to control. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Go outside with a kite and a storm. Yeah. See what happens. That's Benjamin Franklin, not Thor. They're both superheroes. In oh, my okay. Eyes. Okay. Benjamin, wait, what? <laughs> That's how he discovered Franklin's a superhero for you. Absolutely, man. He that man was one of the greatest American men ever. Are you still dating Emily? Yes, Emily. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So, where's this leading we to? We have we have a very close friend here of the show, and uh, pretty much a brother to us three. And he's got a problem, okay. And his problem is well, actually, the problem stems from his girlfriend. He just lost his relationship with his girlfriend. Uh oh. Yeah, because. He is so infatuated with a superhero named Batman. Familiar with Batman, right? Oh, I think I know the same so person. He's so into Batman and he dresses up like Batman. He acts like Batman. Wait, and his girlfriend can't take it anymore and pretty much left him. But before she did, they had an intervention oh, with geez. a real superhero. I like to call Dr. Phil. Okay. Are you delusional? Do do you suffer from a mental illness? Do you think you do? No, yeah, Uh, I have. And see, I'm probably the least judgmental person I've ever met, at least, and I, you know, I kind of think each to his own. I mean, if you want to run around dressed up as Batman. Look, I'm actually gonna have a beer. Help knock yourself out if it doesn't hurt anybody. And My OCD's going crazy. The problem is, I, I think it does. I, I think it hurts the woman that you love. Dude, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. You are behaving in what would be an odd manner, right? My dad bought it. You might find this a pretty hard act to replace. I know. And I do a lot for you. I know. A long distance relationship is already hard enough. And then to add this element of whatever this is on top of it, it's yeah. What's up? Even more challenging. So. So you work two jobs. I do. And then you drive two hours to see him. And then when you get there, what happens? The. Uh, we just kind of stay at home. Um, I know. Because obviously, how can I go anywhere? I know. When you get there, does he have his Batman mask on? Most times, if he doesn't, he looks like that. Okay. And he has a Batman suit. He does. Does he wash this suit? Uh, I have. No. It has coffee, beer, um, sweat. The inside of his Batman mask. I know. You said he has a fungus growing from the Yeah, suit? you can see white patches on the top of his head. That's not like a sunburn or dry skin. That's like fungus from sweating inside of his mask. He tried to put his mask in my purse today, and I grabbed it, and it was like actually slimy. Where do Mexicans go for vacation? It's absolutely disgusting. I know. And abnormal interferes with healthy functioning and pursuit of goals. And doing this does interfere with pursuit of goals. It's not getting you what you want in life. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I named my Mexican jumping people. 
Wow. So I don't know if we should reach out to him. I mean, that's pretty intense. For all the listeners out there who may or may not know, they probably do. Can I mention his name? You might as well. Cat's out of the bag now. <sighs> Chainsaw. Point. We had no idea that you were just that guy. Buddy, if you need to talk, just give us a call. I probably won't answer, but Jeff might. I mean, like I, we talked about, we all love superheroes and we all have a favorite, but we don't dress up as them yeah. and ruin our relationships over Ruining it. relationships. You know what I say we do? So you know the bad signal? Yeah. yeah. Do you think if we change the bat silhouette in the light to a chainsaw and then shine it outside, I think he'll show up? Maybe. He might. I think we should try that next well, week. Well, remember, he season. shows up without that light. He does. Yeah. But Batman yeah. could do that, remember? Yeah. Yeah. That you is know? true. You know what's really weird? How many friends we have that have actually been on Dr. Phil? I'm telling you, Dr. Phil, we need to get him on the show because be amazing. he is like a superhero. He is a superhero. He's fixing everybody. He's a doctor who's not actually a doctor. It's impressive, know, yeah. Which is very impressive. Well, I'll, real quick, I want to maybe... Is he like some... Dr. Dre? Sorry, Riley, didn't mean to interrupt, but is, is he like Dr. Dre? Yeah, he's a doctor of beats. So Dr. Have, Dr. Phil is? No, Dr. No, Dre. Dr. Dre. Oh, you, Dr. Dre. Oh. Yeah, oh. If, if you have hip-hopolitis, he will help you. Oh, so he's got like a PhD in beats. That's right. Oh, okay. He'll give you a prescription for some fat base. Oh, okay, cool. I'm just, I'm just trying to clarify. Riley, sorry. Well, that's a great question. It, thank you. Anyway, for uh, for Chainsaw, though, I just want to throw out there that I've never seen Batman and him in the same room. I That is true. true. Wow. So how do we know? I don't want to throw anything out there. So I he might be, say. is what you're saying. Listen, I didn't say that. All right. You know, All right. Why don't you do me a favor? Since you're okay. really good at Photoshop, mm-hmm. Can we put a post up on our Facebook page? Can you crop Chainsaw's head on a Batman? Oh, yeah. Like Michael Keaton Batman? Yeah. And then put, I know, in quotation marks? Of you course. Know, I know. I of know, course. I know. Yeah. I could probably get it done tonight. Is that really we the Batman, that. though, that, that he would be? Who, Michael Keaton? Yeah. Are you talking like the real Batman? I'm talking like if Chainsaw was to be Batman, would we really Photoshop on Michael Keaton? I'm thinking more like the, the Adam West. Oh. <laughs> the oh, Adam, the Adam West. West. Okay, Batman. that's a little more. <laughs> All right, yeah, that sounds that sounds more. That sounds yeah. better. Well, Chainsaw, I hope you fix your relationship. She sounds like a great girl, but uh, you know, yeah, sometimes two jobs, two hours. Listen, yeah, tough. sometimes you got to race. Passion, pleasure, right? Yeah, that's it. But that's fucking crazy. So, anyways, hey. today, yeah, where are we going, Jeff? Today we're gonna talk about Gremlins. Gremlins, yes, yeah. you know those mackerel. <laughs> Jesus, the oh. American chupacabra. Yeah, the American chupacabra. Yeah, that's right. Kind baby. of, kind of. Is it really American though? Well, why not? Shut up, Riley. Well, we're gonna find out. Yeah, was the correct answer. Right. Yeah. Not, yeah. not shut up. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> and when we get to the movie section, because I know we're gonna go over it. Of course, I have some really interesting news. Awesome. So remind me when we get there. Awesome. Make sure that it's not the news that I have on there just so we can double check. It won't be. Trust me. Okay. This is like top secret Hollywood insider. Ooh. Yeah. Did you get it from Chainsaw? I mean, Batman? (laughs) No. (laughs) You got it from Dr. Phil. (laughs) All right. Of course, it is the holiday season and we are talking and running a train on gremlins. Now, before we start, as we always do, Let's uh, crack open our beverages. And uh, you guys out there, if you happen to have one, let's get spooky. Oh, 
Oh, Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> Deagle. Deagle, Deagle, Deagle. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that this entire episode. Okay, so now, according to the internet, a gremlin is a folkloric, mischievous little fucker that causes malfunctions in aircraft or other machinery. What they actually look like tends to vary. They are often described or depicted as animals with spiky backs, large strange eyes, and small clawed frames that feature sharp teeth, almost as sinister as, you know, Jeff's ex-wife. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 So the term gremlin referring to a mischievous mischievous creature that uh, sabotages aircraft and not the ugly-ass AMC car from the 70s originates in Royal Air Force. The Still RAF. better than a Tesla, by the way. Oh, man. Jesus. Just want to point that out. <laughs> uh, which is slang in the 1920s among British pilots stationed in Malta, the Middle East, and India. The earliest recorded printed use of the term was in a poem published in the journal called Aeroplane in Malta on April 10th, 1929. Some sources have claimed that the concept goes back to World War One, but there is no fucking proof of this, so stop your fucking lying. Okay. Although their origin is found in myths among pilots claiming that the uh, gremlins were responsible for sabotaging aircraft, John W. Hazen states that some people, that's quotes, some people, derive the name from the old English word gremian, meaning to vex or to annoy. While Carol Rose, in her book, Spirits, Fairies, Leprechauns, and Goblins, an encyclopedia, which, by the way, we got to get a copy of that. Sounds like an amazing cereal yeah. brand. <laughs> Spirits, Fairies, Leprechauns, and Goblins. Get your hosty notes. <laughs> well, she claims the name is simply the mixture of Grimm's fairy tale and Fremlin beer. Now, this is where I got really into this because, obviously, they're talking about beer here, right? So Fremlin's was a brewery. Brewer, wow, my face just went. <laughs> um, Fremlin's was a brewery in Maidstone, Kent, England, and was established by Ralph Fremlin in 1861, who left the pub trade and focused on bottled beer due to religious beliefs. Uh, what beliefs those were, I don't know, but <laughs> sign me up, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm on board if we're going to be making beer. Uh, The beer was known for their distinctive elephant logo on the bottles, and the brewery expanded to become the largest in Kent before being purchased by Whitbread in 1967 and then taken a shit. Again with the names. (laughs) Whitbread. Whitbread. That's white bread. Ooh, that says white bread. (laughs) Like the foreman at the factory, he's handing out paychecks. He's like, Whitbread. Whitbread. Paychecks, yeah. You could probably get away with that in 1967. I don't know about now. Yeah. Fremlin's was a favorite beverage of the local um, Royal Air Force mechanics and pilots. Beginning as early as 1865, Fremlin's tradition included the existence of an unseen house spirit named Robin Hodfellow, or just Hoodfellow. <laughs> All right. So it's a little magical spirit that's named Hoodfellow. Oh, you want to be marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's not, that's Irish. I know. <laughs> Hoodfellow was said to be Byersal, a type of kobold, which is a sprite derived from Germanic mythology, which lasted in modern times in German folklore. That inhabits the breweries and beer cellars. So they hang out at the breweries and the beer cellars, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Uh, Hoodfellow was said to ride a miniature elephant, or sometimes <laughs> himself was a miniature elephant. These people were really fucking drunk, by the way. This is amazing. <clears throat> yeah, it's awesome. And kept the brewery machinery in working order when he was paid his due in beer. And alternatively, created havoc in the machinery when he didn't get his shit. Sounds right to me. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Brewery workers and even pub customers were said to leave small jars or dishes of beer out to appease Hoodfellow, a tradition that survived at least into the late 20th century in some Maidstone and Canterbury pubs. So that's pretty cool. 
I just picture this guy on a miniature elephant, like, breaking shit, screaming, like, You made the mix wrong, you son of a bitch! And the elephant's like, <laughs> drunk as shit. Where's my beer? I want my beer! I mean, what would you do if you worked there? You saw that. And back then, they'd burn you at the stake. You'd go out and be like, hey, there's a guy riding an ele- a miniature elephant down there. <laughs> Kill him! Yeah. <laughs> Strap him up. Well, obviously they left him beer. That's what yeah, I would that, do. That's what, apparently that's what everyone did. Um, an early mention of the Gremlin is in Pauline Gower's 1938 novel, The ATA, Women with Wings, where she described uh, Scotland as Gremlin country, a mystical and rugged territory where scissor-wielding gremlins Holy cut shit. the wires of biplanes when unsuspecting pilots were about. Now, listen, as we go through this, dude, it gets pretty fucking in-depth, and there's multiple, multiple accounts of these gremlins supposedly doing this shit, like by by actual like renowned figures. So, do you think Moody sees gremlins when he's high? I think Moody is a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> um, an article by Hubert Griffith in the Servicemen's Royal Air Force Journal, dated April eighteenth, nineteen forty two, also mentions the appearance of gremlins. Although the article states the stories had been told for several years, with it being told by Battle of Britain Spitfire pilots as early as nineteen forty. I have heard, I have heard stories like World War Two and whatnot of the gremlin being on the wing and like you see the eyes and right. then it like, I don't know, fucks with the engine or whatever. And then, so what I always heard was that they were, um, um, well, from the movie Gremlins, he's like the Japs and the, and the gremlins and the Japs. Yeah. I honestly didn't find any correlation to Japanese folklore with this in any way, shape or form. Which is really weird. because that is weird. Because I, I always assume, but then again, Spielberg's a fucking liar, so yeah. I'm just, you know what I mean? I got a question. It's true. Have you guys ever seen Madagascar 1 or 2? Yes. So you know the scene. Of I don't, course, I've I don't, seen the movie. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember which, which movie it is, but they're on the airplane. It might be 2. They're on the airplane. It was the second one. They're going back to Africa. Yeah, they're on the airplane, and the little Mort, I think his name mm-hmm. is, is on the wing ripping the engine cords out. He like turns over and his eyes are red. That's got to be what it's referring to. Of course, to. Yeah. it's a gremlin. There's oh. something on the wing. Family Guy did a yeah. thing about that too. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So okay, the Battle of Britain, an enormous air campaign waged against the United Kingdom by the German Air Force, the Luftwaffe. We Luftwaffe. Wait, say that, Riley. Luftwaffe. Say it in German. Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe. I thought it said left wafer. <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> uh, during the summer and autumn of 1940, in partic- and in particular, saw many cases of reported gremlin activity. So much, in fact, that the British Air Ministry even acknowledged the problem and made serious attempts to investigate the phenomenon. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. The That's minist- a sweet job. It's awesome. The ministry even went as far as to have a service manual written up by Grimlorist. Imagine having that job. <laughs> it's little, it, it sounds to me like just a guy with like an eye patch and like a crossbow, <laughs> you know? Van Helsing. Yeah. My name is Pilot Officer Percy Prune. I'm a Grimlorist. I be the Grimlorist. <laughs> why, like, why is he a pirate? Yeah, why do you talk like a pirate? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, the Grimlorist Pilot oh, Officer shit. Percy Prune, which was an official document consisting of, um, well, his thing he had written up, is an official document consisting of a list of the creature's exploits, how to please or distract them, and various ways to avoid accidents due to their presence, such as not acting macho, arrogant, or overconfident, which was thought to attract the little buggers. <laughs> So, you know, if you're a tough guy, they're like, well, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> On their elephant? Right. <laughs> <laughs> there were also posters that warned the malicious little monsters, as well as bulletins, which often included the following ditty. And, dude, I love this. I'm going to see if I can do this right. I'm probably going to fuck it up. This is the tale of the gremlins as told by Prue. 
as Benson and Wick and St. Evald, and believe me, you slobs, it's true. When you're seven miles up in the heavens, that's a hell of a lonely spot, and it's, uh, wait, wait, and it's 50 degrees below zero, which isn't exactly hot. When you're frozen blue like your spitfire, and you're scared a mosquito pink. When you're thousands of miles from nowhere, and there's nothing below but the drink. It's then that you'll see the gremlins, green and gamboge and gold. Male and female and neuter, gremlins both young and old. It's no good trying to dodge them. The lessons you learnt on the link won't help you evade a gremlin, though you boost and you dive and you jink. White ones will wiggle your wingtips. Male ones will muddle your maps. Green ones will guzzle your glycol. Females will flutter your flaps. Giggity. <laughs> Fucker. Pink ones will perch on your perspex and dance pirouettes on your prop. There's a spherical middle-aged gremlin who'll spin on your stick like a top. Oh, boy. <laughs> They'll freeze up your camera shutters. They'll bite through your airline, airline, airline wings. What? I don't know what that word is. Wires. wires. Thank you. They'll bend and they'll break and they'll batter. They'll insert toasting forks into your tires. <laughs> and that is the tale of the gremlins as told by the PRU. Pretty ruddy, unlikely to many, but a fact nonetheless to the few. That is totally a fucking pirate song. Isn't yeah. it amazing? That's yeah. on a ship where a storm's coming and they're all like pulling the, the oars, you know, singing along. But, but, but they had bulletins that actually had this on there. That's awesome. So they would actually post it and be like, you know, hey, be careful of the the gremlins imagine being like a fighter pilot and you're like not only am i gonna get shot at by a bunch of germans but i gotta worry about little monsters on my wings <laughs> yeah. as well i'd have been like f that yeah. i'm gonna be a farmer I'm yeah i'm out i'm out i'm not i'm not doing this the gremlins that sounds like a horrible What's idea scarier though do you think the you chupacabra think? has its own song s davy 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 we need to know he needs the right one if there it's, is one la 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 chupacabra <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. So would you say, rather, what's a scarier? Yeah, what would be scary if you're a fighter pilot, the gremlins, or like the fact that you're getting shot at? I'm pretty sure back then, if you say you saw a gremlin on the wing, they would take you in and lock you away. They just put but you in front of the firing line? Yeah, but I mean, but like they handed out bulletins, right? Like so. it was a it was a popular thing that they were trying. They had organization. They it's had true. people. Remember, they 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 created a a, a gremlorist. Yeah, they created a guy and a title <laughs> for this. I'm like, imagine being a bigfoot lorist. Yeah, you know, yeah. or a chupacabra lorist. Which maybe amazing. there are. Maybe there are some of those out there. I, I have no idea. So uh, before we go any further. Uh, since Jeff and I are partaking in a particularly delicious beverage. Oh, yeah. Quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Midnight Train podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane sugar and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth and voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors or head over to voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. That's V O U. D-O-U-X dot com. Voodoo Vodka. It's magic. And the holidays are approaching. Well, Christmas. Yeah. Sorry to offend any of you. But uh, <laughs> Voodoo is so great. Angry. Voodoo so is upset. great for, uh, for Christmas Eve oh, festivities. Absolutely. Christmas Day festivities. You know what I would like? I would like our listeners that can find the Voodoo Vodka. And listen, they're, they're working on it right now. Uh, they're still very small batch. They're still, you know, working to try and get it in wherever they can. Um, I talk to Ken and, and whatnot all the time. We were actually just discussing this earlier. And um, I would love for you guys to go get it. And we've already had a few, quite a few listeners actually pick it up and say that they love it, that it's great. Yeah. And they're making mixed drinks like uh, uh, Eva. She posted stuff saying, oh, my God, you know, I'm making this out of it. I would love for you guys to go out and just experiment. 
get that and a bottle of your quote-unquote favorite vo- or vodka that isn't voodoo yet and compare the two. And I would love to personally hear what you guys have to think about it. I think the guys from Voodoo would like to hear what you guys think about it. Also, we'd like to know if you see any little creatures on elephants in your basement Listen, while you, drinking it. You drink a full bottle of Voodoo, you're going to see some shit. <laughs> you will see some uh, gremlins. Yeah, you're going to see some I don't know about gremlins, but you're going to see some shit. <laughs> you might see Batman chainsaw. <laughs> Driving, I don't know what's scary. Driving through your neighborhood, you know? Just, Can we call him like, what the fuck I don't happened? Know, bat saw or bat saw. Chain bat? Chain bat? I don't know. Like, we got to come up with a name for him now. <laughs> I just want to see Chainsaw in a Batman costume. Oh, that'd be so funny. Uh, so here's something I had no clue about, and it's pretty fucking awesome. Author Roald Dahl is credited with getting the gremlins known outside the Royal Air Force. He would have been familiar with the myth having carried out his military service in 80 Squadron of the Royal Air Force in the Middle East and drinking his face off on Fremlin's beer. You know, that's the one with the little elephant guy. <laughs> I'm so fucked up. <laughs> Dahl had his own experience in an accidental crash landing in the Western Desert. In January 1942, he was transferred to Washington, D.C. as assistant air attache at the British Embassy. It was there that he wrote his first children's novel, the gremlins oh in which gremlins quote unquote were tiny men who lived on the raf fighters in the same novel doll called the wives of gremlins fifinellas <laughs> their <laughs> their male male children with <laughs> oh i love you fifinella oh my fifinella how are the widgets <laughs> their male children were called widgets just wait, just wait. And their female children were called flibbertigabigots. <laughs> imagine, imagine being like the director and producer of The Wizard of Oz and the Munchkin crew comes in. <laughs> it's like, get all your fifinellas widgets and fidget with your widgets. Get on the yellow brick road. I, I think I mispronounced. Is it right? Flibbertigabits. 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 Fifinellas. Oh, flibbertigabits. Ah, fifinella. <laughs> Dahl showed the fi- uh, the finished manuscript to Sidney Bernstein, the head of the British Information Service, who came up with the idea to send it to Walt Disney. By the way, Roald Rod- Dahl was the guy who wrote uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, it was a very popular... Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. He, like, wrote, he wrote Ricky Ticky Tavi, you know, the... Oh, Ricky Ticky, Ricky Ticky Tavi. That song's Sorry. about the book that yeah. he wrote. Love it. By the way, if you guys aren't familiar with the band um, Fair to Midland, Midland, you guys got to get on it. They're no longer around, but still one of the best bands ever. He wrote the BFG, Matilda. Matilda. He wrote a lot of good like books that are like so they decided to send it to walt disney and he got that disney money (laughs) well hold on before we get there the manuscript uh, manuscript manuscript arrived in disney's hands in july 1942 and he considered using it as material for a live action animated full-length feature film offering doll a contract the film project was changed to an animated feature and entered pre-production with characters roughed out and storyboards created Disney managed to have the story published in the December 1942 issue of Cosmopolitan magazine, which back then Cosmo was like the shit, you know. Cosmo. Cosmo, oh my god, my Cosmo. Oh my god, I need a new issue of Cosmo. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to stop referencing anything like that. At Dahl's urging in early 1943, a revised version of the story, again titled The Gremlins, was published as a picture book by Random House, and it was later updated and republished in 2006 by Dark Horse Comics. Yes. 
1943 publication of the Gremlins by Random House consisted of uh, 50,000 copies and Dahl ordering 50 copies for himself as promotional material for himself and the upcoming film. Because he's thinking, hey, we're going to make a fucking movie here. You know what I mean? I need to promote this as much as I can. Handing them out to everyone he knew, including the British ambassador in Washington, Lord Halifax, and the U.S. First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt, mm, who read it to her grandchildren. So Eleanor Roosevelt read this book to her grandkids. Yeah. Cha-ching. Oh, yeah. The book was considered an international success with 30,000 or more sold in Australia, but initial efforts to reprint the book were precluded by a wartime paper shortage. Of course, war comes in and fucks everything up. Reviewed in major publications, Dahl was considered a writer of note, which obviously, as Riley just mentioned, he wrote a shit ton of freaking shit. And his appearances in Hollywood to follow up with the film project were met with notices in Hedda Hopper's columns. I don't know who the fuck Hedda Hopper is, but I, I think she was like some big deal back in the day. Or he, Hedda, Riley, Hedda Hopper. Let's find out. Yeah. Google. The film project was reduced to an animated short and eventually canceled in August 1943 when copyright and RAF rights could not be resolved. So these people that are singing about the little gremlins, they're like, no, you can't use our shit. I don't know why that's Irish. That's English. Well, I mean, the RAF, Ireland was a, like, you know, Ireland and England are very close. I mean, you can use it. And you you think of leprechauns. Leprechauns are like gremlins. Kind of. Except not mean. No. Yeah. As far as we know. Right. Well, you've seen the leprechaun horror movie. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks mainly to Disney, the story had its share of publicity, which helped in introducing the concept to a wider audience. Issues number 33 to 41 of Walt Disney's comics and stories, which I didn't even know they had a comic. Dude, he was like the Steve Jobs of back in the day. You know that? He was like running the show. Yeah, apparently. He had his, po- he had his hand in like every pocket. Yeah, I had no idea that they actually... Well, uh, you know what, though? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He probably did everything mm-hmm. out there. Well, yeah, his head's frozen. But Is that actually a real thing? That's a the cryogenically frozen. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. froze his head so that I don't think that's someday t- when we get the technology to bring him back just like put a, him on top of a robot like in uh futurama and it was a futurama a family guy comes on he's like oh the jews and he still hates the jews yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, i don't know which one that is uh, i don't remember guy. and maybe it was because yeah from what i hear I he was like a total him. like a anti-semite or whatever just like know. uh what's his name ford and if he was your dick who uh, henry ford was he was really bad too of course they were dicks most of those henry guys ford was were a nazi sympathizer actually ford was yeah oh my god i believe that's why I don't like Fords. That's why I never did. Yeah. Never. If you guys out there, if you're driving a Ford, just remember, Henry Ford was a Nazi sympathizer. And I really hope that's true, because if not, I'm going to feel really bad. He died really in 47, bad. so yeah, he was. I mean, that is correct. <laughs> I was really hoping he didn't die in like 1894, like way before. Right, please, please, me, please, please. <laughs> please die in the 40s. Give please me false info over here, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. We're never going to buy a Ford. The Henry five Ford people that Jewish. listen. <laughs> so the Walt Disney's um, comics and stories published between June 1943 and February 1944 contain a nine episode series of short silent stories featuring a gremlin Gus as their star, which for some reason, I don't know why, but Shrek pops into my head. The second that I hear gremlin Gus, I don't know why. The first was drawn by Vivi Risto and the rest of them by Walt Kelly. This served as their introduction to the comic book audience as they are human gremlins who lived in their own village as little flying human people. So kind of like the Smurfs, it sounds like. Did you ever see The Secret of Nim? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the rats? Yeah, I wonder Did if this is like a, a spin off it, so they got around the copywriting of it. I don't know. Because this is, like, similar. You're similar. I think Disney was like, you know what? 
Let's steal his idea. But that wasn't a Disney movie. It was. Are you sure? Look, Riley, look it up. I'm almost Secrets positive it was. I don't think so. Nim is like N-Y-M-H. Listeners out there right now are like, by the way, if you haven't seen that movie. We're showing our age. <laughs> that movie is dark. Is it Disney? It is dark. I don't think it's Disney. Hold on. Let's see here. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? It's by novel. Huh? It's 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 a movie based off a novel. I don't even know why we're talking about this right now. Directed <laughs> by Don Bluth in his directorial debut as an adaptation of Maybe it's not. I thought it was Aurora Disney. Productions yeah, and released Disney. by MGM Entertainment. <gasps> Booyah! Sorry. So, Walt Disney was like, "Hey, MGM, <laughs> right? I got an envelope for you for ten thousand dollars. Take this off my hands, you fuckers." Damn Jews. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't say it. He did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Come on. Walt Disney. <laughs> He's got the Disney Plus money now. He's right, like, right. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. That's why they released Disney Plus, because they're trying to get closer to that technology to bring him back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they're, trying, they're just they're, trying to fund it. They ran out of money. Yeah. Dude, I still love it. I don't care. Uh, whatever. So folk, folklorist Hazen, who we talked about earlier, had his own alleged eyewitness testimony of these creatures, which appeared in an academically praised and peer-reviewed publication, describing an occasion he found a parted cable which bore obvious tooth marks in spite of the fact that the break occurred in the most inaccessible part of the plane. At this point, Hazen states he heard a gruff voice demand, How many times must you be told to obey orders and not tackle jobs you weren't qualified for? This is how it should be done, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the dumbass part I actually oh, had. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, that that's yeah, unfortunately that's not true. Um, upon which Hazen heard a musical twang and another cable snapped. Yep, Hazen was a crazy person. <laughs> Critics of this um, idea state that the stress of combat and the dizzying heights cause such hallucinations, often believed to be a coping mechanism um, of the mind to help explain the many problems aircraft faced whilst in combat. So, well, they're up there and, you know, they're doing these loop-de-loops and twirls and, you know, it's hot, the, the air's thinner. Oh, yeah, and, there. and plus, you're like shitting bricks because you might get shot down well, out of the fucking sky. You obviously, know? this guy had some confidence issues because his brain's telling him, like, you know, you can't do this. Obviously, you shouldn't be up here flying this plane. So, obviously, the guy was having second thoughts, and so his brain imagined a uh, a gremlin snapping the cables. He's Norman Bates. Yeah, right? <laughs> Your mother hates you. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, Go on mother. to survive the war and buy a hotel. <laughs> mother could have done it better. Mm. I don't know why I had that. Why, why do we, I don't know where these voices come from. Anyway, we got to bring the dark to light. Yeah, well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. One of the most, this is where I, I was talking about this. This is amazing. One of the most famous alleged gremlin accounts from this period was made by none other than the renowned American aviator, author, inventor, military officer, explorer, and social activist, Elon Musk. Holy Santa Claus. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Jeff's face right now is like, you motherfucker. I wouldn't doubt it. He's such a weird fuck. No, I'm just kidding, Jeff. It was actually Charles Lindbergh. And as he was engaged in his uh, historic nonstop solo flight over the Atlantic from New York to Paris in May of 1927, Lindbergh had been flying his single engine, single seat plane, the Spirit of St. Louis, from Roosevelt Field, excuse me, Roosevelt Field in Garden City, New York, to La Bourget, Le Bourget, Riley. Le 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 Hamburger. Yeah. It's the Le Hamburger. 
La baguette? La baguette. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Some field in fucking <laughs> France. I don't know. Which was to be an epic 36, um, 100 mile, uh, 33 and a half hour flight in the first ever of its kind. In the ninth hour of being airborne, Lindbergh reported that he had suddenly felt detached from reality. And Snap back to reality. <laughs> oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You only get one shot. <laughs> this train derails so quick. All right. So he said he suddenly felt detached from reality and found himself surrounded by several vaporous, strange looking beings within the cramped con- confines of his tiny cabin, which spoke to him and demonstrated incredibly complex knowledge of navigation and flight equipment. This is where I wish I had the smoke weed every day sample. <laughs> smoke yeah. weed every day. I need to get on Write that. it down. You got to yep, get that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> because obviously he was doing something. Interestingly, in this case, rather than fuck shit up, Lindbergh said that the gremlins actually kept him alert and reassured him that he would remain safe on his journey. <laughs> uh, it'll be okay. <laughs> no, you're fine. No, <laughs> you're cool. The cabin door opens and a little pink elephant comes running out of the gremlins. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> You got this. <laughs> He's just smoking. Yeah. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Yeah. Just hit this motherfucker. Come See, out. This is a great like. You could make a TV show out of this for sure. Like a pilot <laughs> yeah. who just imagines a gremlin like his. I gotta pilot. be honest with you. When you told us we were gonna do Gremlins for the next episode, I'm like, can we fill an episode with the movie? Because in my mind, all I know is like the movie Gremlins. No, it goes way deeper. This- is fucking gold, <laughs> sir. This is gold. Deeper. And this is this is Charles Lindbergh, dude. You know what I mean? So um, Lindbergh uh, kept it, this crazy experience to himself for years until it was finally published in his 1953 book, The Spirit of St. Louis. Interestingly, this would not be the only report of nice guy gremlin activity, as other accounts from time to time said the little bastard monsters would help pilots avert disasters or alert them when to turn or change course or altitude, which showed that the gremlins were also bipolar. Wait, 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 wait. we're looking at this. We're looking at this hey, all guy. wrong. <laughs> you can to turn that plane around, guy. Hold bottle. All wrong. Listen, the nice ones are the Mogwai, right? No, no, no! I learned uh, something. According to the uh, according to the the movie, yeah. I learned something today when I was doing research. Yeah. Mogwai is Cantonese for monster. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Mogwai. So Mogwai actually means monster. Okay, so <laughs> the nice ones are the ones that haven't gotten <laughs> I'll wet. Kill you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> what, Riley? <laughs> He's been sitting in the mirror for the last like three days Sorry. practicing his gremlins. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's uh, no, Sorry. No, it's the voodoo. Hey, real quick, though, you guys know the most interesting thing about Charles Lindbergh? Cheese. The most interesting man? Cheese? Lindbergh cheese? Not Lindbergh cheese, no. No. Did you know that his his daughter was kidnapped when she was a baby, and they still have no idea who did it? Yeah, the Lindbergh baby. Yeah. That is a (laughs) good... Yeah, no, they they said that they actually uh, someone came into the house and actually kidnapped the baby. That is a famous story, yeah. And they never figured out who who did it? Yeah. That's an interesting conspiracy. That is very interesting. We we should have to talk to Moody. It was probably Elon Musk. I don't think he was around. Well, maybe he... He's a time traveler. He is a time traveler. That is true. No, Keanu Reeves is a time traveler. He is too. So is Nick Cage. And he is as well. Whoa! Yeah. Same people. I'm gonna (laughs) travel in time. (laughs) Slow down. (laughs) All right. So the actual physical descriptions of gremlins varied rather wildly. 
In some cases, they were described as being little elfish human-like creatures wearing bright red or green double-breasted frock coats. What's a frock coat? I got you. All right, Riley's got this. So is this like the Keebler elves they're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Here. With old-fashioned hats <laughs> with feathers. Imagine, like these little elves with like chocolate bars in there. <laughs> Try right. me graham cracker full of chocolate crunch. <laughs> There's a frock, a frock coat. coat. It looks like a, a grim, not a grim, a leprechaun. It does. Holy shit. Oh, we're going yeah. to beat the leprechauns. Hey, look, there you go. That's what they look like. Maybe they fought leprechauns. That'd be a sick movie. So they dress nicely, apparently. Gremlins versus leprechauns? That oh, would be awesome. I got gremlins all day on yeah, that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got gremlins they all day. They can multiply. Right. <laughs> they just jump into the ocean. Just <laughs> yeah. like. So they wore these coats. Uh, they had old-fashioned hats with feathers and pointed shoes. <laughs> The skin color could be green, gold, pink, or red, which sounds like Santa's little helpers to me. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Others gave the gremlins a more sinister appearance, saying that they looked animalistic with hairy bodies, large, pointed ears, deep red or even glowing eyes, and horns like that chupacabra. Oh, my God, a chupacabra. It does look like the Keebler Elf. Oh, my God, that is the Keebler Elf. That's literally what they look. They're describing the Keebler Elf. <laughs> His shoes are, aren't pointed, are they? I mean, kind of. Yeah, scroll. yeah they are pointed. Yeah, they are pointed. Step inside me tree. Have a fudge round. The Keebler Elf is a fucking gremlin, dude. He is. That's fucked up. Yeah, when he goes inside his tree, he just beats his workers. <laughs> Get to work, you bastards! But he comes back out and looks like that. <laughs> Still, other reports speak of gremlins as having hairless gray skin, being vaguely reptilian in, in appearance, Ooh. and having enormous mouths filled with pointy teeth. Like which, again, it sounds like a chupacabra to me. Yeah. Like, that's what it sounds like. There were uh, cases that said they looked like jackrabbits, bull terriers, or some combination of both. I don't know what the fuck these people are smoking, but whatever. In some cases, they were merely wispy entities seemingly composed of mist or smoke. So weird. Some accounts mentioned webbed hands and feet, fins, or bat-like wings. Oh my god. There's a lot of variety here. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Where's my beard? Size descriptions also varied with gremlins said to be anywhere between only six inches tall all the way up to three feet in height. Six and- inches tall? No, this is six inches oh, tall. Is it? is it? My wife says it is. Love you, honey. All the way up to three feet in height. In some cases, they were said to have large feet with suction cups or even. <laughs> There's something on the plane. <laughs> There's something on the wing. <laughs> I'm gonna go back in time. Oh my god, this is so derailing. Um. Anyway, so they had such a cup, or even leather shoes with hooks, both of which enabled them to walk about on the outside of aircraft or to hang upside they down. They just had hooks on their feet, and they're just like yeah, apparently. Into the plane. Like, who the fuck fashioned these gremlins back in the day? Right? Was there some like old lady, like old Betsy? She's got no, a sewing machine. It's the same people who made the torture devices. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Roughly, yeah. One common trait in all reports is that through whatever means, gremlins were known to be able to adhere to the outer fuselage of planes and to withstand incredible temperature extremes, high altitudes, and violent winds. Another common trait is that all of the sightings were made by crackheads. Right. Oh, okay. That, that Does it make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, that's actually not true, but I just figured it sounds right. It could be right. Yeah, I mean, it sounds right to me. There's no evidence saying it's not. Correct. Okay. One American Boeing B-17 pilot during World War II known as LW had a rather non-believable and fucked up experience with gremlins <laughs> while engaged in a combat mission. Hold up to preface this real quick. A lot of during World War One and II pilots were given like cocaine and speed 
and heroin I do to stay awake for long periods of time. Correct. Really? So, yes. Oh, yeah. Especially in Germany. The Germans were given their, their guys like hella heroin. Well, heroin was considered a medicinal property. Yep. Back Cocaine in the day. was too. Yeah. And, and like, so this was in their pilot kit. It was like, like literal, like, you know, Parliament drugs. cigarettes, right? Yeah. The story is, in which I'd, I'd love to figure this out. You know how they have that little, um, their butt is embedded? They the whistle tip. They say that that was actually created so the guys could get a bump and snort it before they smoke their cigarette. Really? That's the story I've heard on that. Now, I'd like to do some research on it to find out. You know, Kenny smokes. Kenny loves. Kenny. Oh, man. So they would they would jack these guys up just to get them to fight without fear, basically, right? Correct. And to stay awake because they were required to fly and like stay alert for very long periods of time. Yeah. So it would it would, like you have these guys doing these long missions, getting shot at, all the stress, and then they're doing, you know, heroin, cocaine, whatever they have to do, with speed to stay awake. So obviously they're gonna see little pink elephants and like suction cup feet on the outside of their windows. So what you're saying is they went through all this and then they would survive and come back and everything's just fine. Yeah, they'd come back and then they'd have like protests. <laughs> yeah. All I imagine though is this guy in a plane, totally coked out of his mind, with his eyes just super wide open and his teeth just grinding him like, you know what I mean? The whole time, you know. Kind of reminds you of a Canadian driving us on tour who saw who saw a goat. Yeah. Stand up in the middle of the highway. Oh, there was a goat there. He jumped over the car. Did you see him? Hey. Oh. <laughs> so the man reported that he was taking the enormous plane higher. Um, so he could hear, as he was taking it higher, he could hear a strange sound coming from the engine and instruments on the panel in front of him. And they all started going all fucking goofy. When the confused pilot looked outside to his right, he saw a freakish entity outside of the plane's window latched onto the plane that was described as three feet tall with abnormally long arms, gray, hairless skin, deep red eyes, a gaping mouth full of teeth, and pointed ears with tufts of black hair at the ends like owl ears, just staring at him from the wind and shitty cold on the other side of the glass. Now, that's pretty fucking descriptive, dude. You got down to, like, the hair on the ears. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, I saw this fucking creature. Yeah, he got like, a good look. He was like, oh, my God, I saw nose hair, and it was red. And he hasn't shaved his pubes in a month. You know what I mean? Like, he had a lot to say about this guy. Does it say how high up in the sky he was? Uh, no. About as high as his drugs would take him. (laughs) 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 So when the frightened pilot looked to the nose of the aircraft, he was surprised as shit to see yet another one of the creatures dancing about. (laughs) Dancing. (laughs) Yeah. And pounding away all willy-nilly at the fuselage. I can just imagine just like Grandma out there like moonwalking with like a Michael Jackson hat and a glove. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 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 The pilot. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a little white glove. Yes. (laughs) The pilot thought at first that he was hallucinating or super high on that Johnny Blaze, but he claimed that he felt sharp and in control. The pilot then said that the strange creatures appeared to be laughing maniacally (laughs) and that they gleefully danced about outside of his plane, pulling on whatever they could get their clawed hands on, banging on the aircraft with all of their might and obviously trying their best to bring the plane down. Holy shit. Those drugs must have been amazing. Maybe there's some truth to this. Uh Oh, maybe like China developed this like creature. No, no, no. And used it against us. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
here's what they did. Or like, they, didn't the Nazis have like monster, like supposedly? The Nazis were like doing all kinds of experiments on like twins yeah, and stuff. Like but maybe like, this was like a creation by yeah, somebody against us. You know us. what happened? These are not twins. No, they just found like <laughs> they, they just bred like carnival, like carnies, just until they became like deformed little yeah. mini creatures, and then they would just launch them from a catapult with the airplane. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's probably what happened. And then they dance on the wings, you know? Yeah. That's why they're, they're carnies. They're just yeah. trying to entertain. Um, maybe? maybe. I mean, you never know. <laughs> By the way, right here. There's uh, no proof that it didn't happen. You can't prove sure. it didn't. That's right. Amphetamine was given to allied bomber pilots during World War II to sustain them by fighting off fatigue and enhancing focus like he just said he felt focused and in control uh, for long flights. During the Persian Gulf War, amphetamine became the drug of choice for American bomber pilots being used on a voluntary basis by roughly half the U.S. Air Force pilots. Wow. Persian Gulf War was not that long ago, so they're giving them amphetamines to stay away. Well, now we have five-hour energy, so we're good. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. They um. just give them four locos, and they're like, <laughs> four <laughs> locos. <laughs> we're going to nosedive this motherfucker. You guys watch what I can do. <laughs> Fast in your seatbelts. This could be right. They played Johnny 40 hands. <laughs> yeah. Or Edward, Edward 40 Edward hands. Edward 40 hands, yeah. yeah. After a bit of maneuvering, the pilot managed to shake the fuckers off his plane. Although he would later say he had no idea if they had fallen to their deaths, <laughs> merely jumped to another plane, or if, quote, cocaine was a hell of a drug, unquote. L.W. was apprehensive about telling anyone about the frightening ordeal. But when he told a gunner friend um, uh, about this whole thing happening, the gunner reported having had a similar experience on a training mission just a few days before. They laughed, hugged, and have been happily married ever since. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. I was either. like, wow. Yeah, no, I know. It's so romantic. Yeah, I, mean, I was trying to make it romantic, but no, yeah. that didn't happen. They just kind of It's said, a yeah. new rom-com about gremlins in love. <laughs> <laughs> he's a military pilot. <laughs> Starring Paul Rudd. <laughs> and he's a military gunner. And they both have one thing in common. They gremlins. saw fucking gremlins on their plane. Yeah. Interestingly, there is a rather bizarre incident pertaining to an Amer uh, American aircraft from 1939 before America's, you know, they before America stuck their big nose in uh, in the war, which may or may not be related to gremlins, but you know, fuck it, why not? We're here. Allegedly, a transport plane left the Marine Naval Air Force Base in San Diego, California, at around 3:30 in the afternoon in the late summer of 1939 on a routine flight to Honolulu with a crew of 13 people. Three hours into the flight, it was reported that the aircraft made a sudden distress call, after which communications went dead. Despite the fact that its radio had gone completely silent, the plane managed to arrive back at its base, yet the way it limped in for a bumpy, sloppy, piece-of-shit emergency landing and the heavy damage on its exterior that almost looked like a missile or missile damage immediately worried the, uh, the ground crew. So they saw all this damage on there, right? As soon as the damaged plane had skidded to a halt on the runway, crews moved in to investigate. What they found would make them poop themselves. An inspection of the craft's interior uncovered the bodies of 12 of the plane's crew. All of them displayed gruesome, gaping wounds of unknown origins. Further adding to the fucked upness was the fact that the whole cabin reeked of sulfuric stench, and there were empty bullet shells strewn about the floor and of the cockpit. Co Cockpit, cock, 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 cockpit, as well as the uh, pilot and co-pilot's empty firearms, indicating that, dead, that the dead men had frantically fired at something. The only survivor was the co-pilot who had managed to land the plane despite being severely wounded himself. He would die later at a hospital before having any chance to give any account of what had actually happened aboard the doomed flight. So, were they shooting at gremlins, or... I mean, that's pretty fucked up, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah, think Unless about the that. sulfur smell was from them shitting themselves. <clears throat> yeah, but does your poop smell like sulfur? I mean, you farted earlier before we started, and it was like, Riley, am I right? That was Riley. Like a sulfur bomb? That, that was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, your wallpaper here is melting off. We don't even have yeah. wallpaper. I know. It's yeah. melted. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude, like that actually, like that happened, man. It's kind of crazy. It you is. Know what I mean, like if you, if you, not even kind of crazy, that's fucked up. So they go up in the air, some shit goes down, there's a distress call, they come back and they have no idea what the hell happened. 12 people. Well, 13 total because they, uh, the co pilot actually died afterwards. And they had wounds, like yeah. animal bite wounds. Gaping, gaping wounds, yeah. Yeah, something happened there. Something crazy went down. Do you think someone brought like their Pomeranian dog on board and it just got pissed off and you know, tried man, to shoot it and it didn't happen? And... At this point in time, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I think it's way too convenient that the only survivor died before he could say anything. You know, because I already like like unless he died immediately, you know, they're like prodding him for questions. And Do you stuff think he had a tooth later. implant with cyanide and he's like, hey, Hydra. <laughs> Yeah. And like chewed it. That's probably what. That's yeah. probably why they didn't, why they didn't say anything about it because they wanted to keep that secret. I, you never know. So yeah, that is the ride so far, and it's a good one on the Gremlins. Pretty amazing shit. Isn't it pretty man? awesome yeah. to go back and kind of figure this out, man? I really enjoyed doing this one. It was a lot of fun um, finding out, you know, where the whole lore came from. I like again um, the fact that it wasn't connected to the you know Japanese back in the day for yeah. you know because uh, when you watch gremlins the movie he actually says that in there the crazy old guy you know the yeah yeah so um yeah i thought it was awesome hopefully everybody out there enjoyed the train ride on the gremlins did you guys learn anything you guys well yeah there's there's other gremlins other than gizmo there's elephant riding irish speaking keebler elves damn right gremlins gremlins bear i think every brewery needs to have their own gremlin i kind of want to have a gremlin in the bar that would be amazing i do that'd be awesome (laughs) but if you can't get a gremlin i know where you can get a batman Ooh, we're gonna have our own Batman. Yeah. You can keep him in the basement to feed him beer every now and then while he does work. Absolutely. How well do you think he swings on those little toys he has? He's kind of a big guy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. In saying that, guess what we have coming up here, Jeff? Um, hopefully some news. It's the midnight news. <laughs> My name is Mr. Beagle, and this is your Midnight News. For our top story tonight, a baby gift purchased at a Florida thrift store contains a loaded gun. A woman who bought a baby shower gift at a Florida Goodwill store was shocked when the father-to-be opened the box and found a loaded semi-automatic rifle inside. Veronica Alvarez Rodriguez told the Northwest Florida Daily News that she and her husband stopped by the store on Sunday because they were heading to a friend's baby shower. She found a baby Einstein's bouncer that was unopened and appeared to be brand new for $9.99. Quote, it was like the perfect gift for a baby shower, Alvarez Rodriguez said. The father-to-be thought so too. He shouted, you guys got me a gun, Alvarez Rodriguez said. While some of Rodriguez's guests laughed, Alvarez Rodriguez said she and her husband were shocked. They called the Crestview Police Department. Officers came to the party and checked multiple the couple's identifications to make sure they weren't convicted felons. The responding officer initially allowed the father-to-be to keep the gun, which is a Mossberg 715T semi-automatic rifle. The next day, police asked him to turn it over to the department. The incident remains under investigation. There were no details on how the gun got into the box, which appeared unopened. An employee at the Goodwill store said she couldn't comment. In related news, an assault rifle from the Clinton family's personal collection has gone missing. 
Also, this just in. Coroners are reporting Epstein was killed with an assault rifle bullet to the head. Wow. Next up tonight, man too intoxicated to work his steak and shake shift robbed the place instead. Police in Georgia say a man called off of the steak and shake job because he was, quote, intoxicated and showed up anyway and demanded money while holding a co-worker at gunpoint. 20-year-old Kent Goins is charged with an offensive off with offenses including aggravated assault. An Oakwood police investigator says Gowans called off on Thanksgiving, went to the restaurant that night, held a gun to a co-worker's head, and demanded Police say responding officers arrived to see employees running from the business, which had customers at the time. Police say an apparently still intoxicated Gowans briefly raised the gun at officers before dropping it. He was arrested after a brief struggle during which a stun gun was used. In a related story, Steak and Shake is now hiring. They offer competitive wages, pay time off, including holidays, sick time, and personal rob us at gunpoint days. Parties interested can apply at www.steakandshakewillbeoutofbusinessverryverysoon.com. Our next story tonight, evacuation slide falls from Delta Jet into Massachusetts man's front yard. Authorities say no one was hurt when an evacuation slide from a jetliner in the yard of a suburban Boston home. A Delta Airlines spokeswoman tells the Boston Herald that the uninflated slide fell from a flight from Paris to Boston around noon Sunday. The Federal Aviation Administration says the pilot reported a loud noise as the plane approached Logan Airport and landed safely. Police in Milton, south of Boston, alerted the agency that the slide had been found in a resident's yard. Wen Han Kwan tells the Patriot Ledger he was doing yard work when the slide took out several branches of his Japanese maple. His neighbor, Stephanie Leguia, was feet from where it fell in fears it could have killed someone. Kwan's other neighbor, Sumting Wong, and wife, Holy Fook, are suing Delta for emotional distress. Thank you, everyone. My name has been Mr. Deagle, and this was your Midnight News. Can you imagine? <laughs> just you're standing out in your backyard, and all of a sudden, this big ass slide just yeah. comes slamming in your yard. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> You think he just like he put stakes in it and then ran the garden hose and all the kids are like slipping slip slide. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, how about the guy that calls off and then robs his own? He job? had to get the money somehow, right? I, I mean, guess. listen, dude, people are fucked up, man. Yes, man. People are fucked up. And for all you non-fucked up people out there, but then again, you're probably pretty fucked up if you're listening to this podcast. We want to say thank you so much for listening. And as we always do, we're gonna talk about movies Wait. next. What? what? Real quick, before we uh before we go ahead on that one story about the automatic rifle it yeah. said uh, baby einsteins for a second i literally thought it said baby epsteins and i was gonna say that that would have been pretty good that would have been pretty funny but I, I i stopped myself because i literally read it as epstein at first <laughs> and i got really confused that's hilarious baby epstein pen <laughs> imagine being the family right you got all your family and friends over and like you're all happy and everything's pink or blue and you know it's like oh baby einstein's first stroller and the dad's like oh this is cool let me get my tools and he like opens it up and it's a fucking ar-15 he just pulls it out yeah yeah and he was like, excited though yeah. that's the best part of it the, the best, best part no, it the was the, part the, the cop let him keep it yeah yeah he's <laughs> like i guess it's, you bought it and then the next day he's like hey uh you gotta get back <laughs> like nah man <laughs> Let him keep it for a day. No gives these bats keys. Yeah. No. We're not hey, doing that. spent 10 bucks on that gun. Yeah, it's, it's mine. That's a pretty good steal, <laughs> Florida, actually. Florida is wild. They just let him Dude, keep the gun. Dude, Florida, man. So if you work at Goodwill, you guys should probably inspect your packages before putting them right on the shelf for no, sale. No, don't, don't. Just don't saying. Yeah, maybe not do that, because then we'd have more stories. 
That's true. We need more stories. Please more stories. don't check yeah. your shit. Don't check your stuff. Yeah. But however, if you are out there and you're buying stuff from Goodwill and uh, you happen to open a gun, you might want to get a hold of the police oh, just wait, to make though. sure. Yeah. Hold up. I want to know the story behind this gun, though. So obviously, I'm thinking that there's a baby stroller out there somewhere in a gun case. <laughs> He's, you a know, baby Einstein? it's like a Mexican cartel, and he like opens the case and he goes to pull it out. It's just a fucking stroller. He's like, shit, I say. He's like, why'd you, why'd you bring a fucking stroller, dude? I'm sorry. He, uh, Carlos, I don't have a weapon, <laughs> but they have a stroller. <laughs> yeah, we'll go grab the case over there. <laughs> The uh, Carlos, this is a uh, baby Einstein stroller. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, so anyway, as we always do, we get into the movies. But in, normally, we go through like you know the best movies, the top movies, or you know we we break things down. But we're actually going to talk about the twenty unknown facts about the Gremlins movie. One because it's a fantastic movie. Two because it's Riley's favorite Christmas movie. Quote quote. Hanga hanga. Okay. I was that, I just said that to be a so, to go against oh, the grain. Oh. In the beginning of the show, I said I had some secret info about the Gremlins movie, yeah. a time treasured classic. Right? You know, this movie is going to be removed from all streaming sources and stores and rentals in 2020. Why? Yeah, I- explain. Well, they are saying that this movie is one of the utmost racist it is when he said japs i was like "Ooh!" Well, that's what he says in the movie i know i know it's also fat shaming oh give me a break. and it's shaming. also abusive to handicap people okay because so deagle well yeah so deagle they launched her off a chair that's deagle, handicap deagle. Abuse. It's pretty fat funny, shaming because jenny craig came out and said that anybody should be able to eat after midnight as long as they have a workout <laughs> regimen right so I guess everybody's in an uproar about that. And the racism <coughs> is because all of the green gremlins tried to kill the brown gremlin throughout the whole entire movie just because he was different. He had different fur. Oh. So they're taking this movie off the shelves. It's gone. So enjoy it while you guys can. You know what happens is that you literally... it it We bite every time. Yeah. I know. We no, 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 literally... No, no. He's being serious. No, no. Jeff, Jeff, this is... He went, you know what he did? He went and bought a thousand physical copies of the Gremlins movie. He's just going to stockpile them. And so <laughs> when the stores run out, because everyone's in a panic. I yeah. got the yeah. Gremlins. It's going to be like $100 per copy. But we do. We bite every time. Every time. You I guys like, believed it. And I, I'm sure I, the listeners did too. Dude, I was straight up like, really? I, I, I was mean, like, it makes sense, no, right? The race, but the problem is, is that the racism makes sense. I thought it was serious. And now, because everyone's so damn sensitive yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the second he's like, oh, the Japs and oh, the Gremlins, or it's Japanese made. Like, that, dude, yeah. you are such a fucker anyways on with the yes. uh, well the reason why we can't do a top 10 gremlins list because it'd be like number one gremlins number two no there was actually a lot of gremlins movies no way yeah mo- well movies pertaining to gremlins because i mean uh look at uh what was the one with uh william shatner um that was uh da, 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 twilight zone where there was there's something on the wing oh yeah yeah there was gremlins yeah but isn't um, that just a tv show episode but there's never been like well there probably is some like, like a motion picture riley d-rated you, sh- you shut your mouth while you're talking to me Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, twenty unknown facts about the Gremlins movies. Number one: While Gremlins has over the years become a classic Christmas movie due to its Christmas time setting, it was actually a summer movie. It was supposed to be released at Christmas time, but you know, shit changed. We money, money, I'm money. Confused. Yeah. So it was supposed to be released at, at, uh, at Christmas, but uh, some shit got fucked up. So it they got actually released in summertime. It got released in summer. But yeah. th- does the release date? 
dictate if the Chris like when was Die Hard? Did you say dictate? No. <laughs> Can we roll back footage? <laughs> Maybe. Can we get that played back? Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, number two, Gizmo was voiced by weirdo Mr. No Handshake, America's Got Talent host, Howie Mandel. Yep, I've seen that. Yeah, because uh, what was the TV show that he did, uh, The Little Kid? What was that? The little kid that rides the little tri- uh, yeah. tricycle. Oh, it's cartoon. That's going to drive me. Bobby's yeah. World. Bobby's World, yes. Yeah. So that's uh, who, did it? Uh, who did it, guys? So when you guys are watching the uh, the Gremlins this Christmas season, you guys will actually hear weirdo Howie Mandel. That's that's yeah. him on there. Jeff, you kind of look like him. That's his claim. What? Yeah, he stole my look. No, he looks like Tony Gamalo. He does look like Tony Gamalo. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The one over there? Go back, Riley. With the, with the soul patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. The second one? Yeah. That's yeah. Tony Gamalo right there. <laughs> That's not even him. Yeah, it's... guys, you want to do it to the hey, metronome. Hey, fucking guys. <laughs> give me a one, two, three, four. Hit record. Dude, if Tony ever listened to this, dude, I fucking love that guy. It's so funny. He's um, a very talented guitar player. Absolutely. Number three, Stripe was voiced by Frank Welker, who is best known for voicing Fred Jones on Scooby-Doo, Megatron on Transformers, and Kermit on The Muppet Babies. Yeah. That would be a fun guy to party with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> all, all the voices he <laughs> does. Like, do Fred, bro. Hey, Fred, is there any beer in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> do Fred. Uh, number four, each animatronic gremlin costs between $30,000 to $40,000 each. Oh, my God. Are you shit? And this is back in, like, it, when did the movie come out? 84? Yeah, 84. Yeah. Every night when they closed down the set, security would check everyone's car, including like the uh, everybody. I mean, they were checking everybody's shit. All right. I just want to say real quick. Except Spielberg. He was like, fuck you. I want to tell Samantha, my girlfriend, Christmas is coming up and nothing would make me more happier in life if I could have an animatronic gremlin. So I don't know if you need Amazon it or you might be able to get it on the Lolo. That would be probably the best gift. Hint, hint that anyone <laughs> could ever give me. Wink, wink. Yeah, Number she's five. Got 30 or 40 K this lying around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's could be cheaper. That's now. an investment, though. I mean, yeah. it's an animatronic gremlin. Think that's, about that's that. That's an asset. That's just that will never lose value. That is true. Yeah. That's it. That is true. Skip. And especially when they uh, they take all the movies off the shelves. Imagine having <laughs> yeah. that gremlin. I know. <laughs> Number five. During filming, Phoebe Cates, who played Kate, was scared of the animatronic animatronic animatron. Oh my God, gremlins! <laughs> micro machines. Micro machines. Thank you. And would stay away from them as much as possible. I did see that. Like she was like yeah. afraid of them. She didn't want anything to do with it. I watched a couple. I basically watched this on YouTube. What you have here? Nice. Yeah, and they showed her, and she's like, "It's totally scripted." You can tell she's like. I was on the set and the gremlins would run and I would be like, oh, it's a gremlin. And I got really scared and they told me I had to redo the take. <laughs> Did she have a white claw? No. Pumpkin spice. No, if that was the case, she'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> I was totally wasted on the set from Mango Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, the original script was much darker. Originally in the scene where Billy's mom investigates the strange okay. noises in the attic, she is decapitated <laughs> by the gremlins, and her head is tossed down the stairs and discovered by Billy. Plus, they killed the fucking dog and ate it. Yeah. That was the original. I know. I did see that. And, like, why has nobody redone this and made it dark as hell? Well, we're getting there. Hold on. Number seven, the fictional town of Kingston Falls is the same set used as Hill Valley in Back to the Future. Oh, I did not know that. Same yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, heavy. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you know, Spielberg's just keeping it all in, probably same with some ducats. Even though- yeah, yeah, you got like a two for one deal. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you double time if you pay. Right. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, I had all this time on the set. I need to use it. So. Right. Uh, number eight, Judge Reinhold, who played the small supporting role of Gerald, actually co-starred in the biggest film of that year, Beverly Hills Cop, with Eddie Murphy. 
<laughs> I love those movies, yeah, those man. Those are great. I'm he a was huge good fan. in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Fast Times. Cates. Yep. Life is strange. <laughs> Living in stereo. <laughs> she comes out of the pool with you. Her, need, you need boobs. more voodoo. Riley. Riley, if you want to see, Riley's ever seen it. You want to see some boobs? <sighs> watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. But they're Phoebe Cates. They're eighties boobs. Uh, what's do you movie? actually see the boobs in that? I don't yeah. remember. Do you? Yeah, that's like a pretty famous scene. What's, I haven't seen. What's it the movie where Matthew McConaughey has that quote about high school girls never getting older? Is Dazed that that movie? Fa- yeah, Days oh, and Confused. Okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, Gremlins was also the second film that both Reinhold and Cates appeared in. The first was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There you have it, folks. <laughs> Number ten, before becoming an actor, Hoyt Axton, who played Billy's dad Rand, was a well-known folk music singer-songwriter. He is best known for writing Three Dogs Night number one hit, Joy to the World. Really? All the boys and girls. Come on, y'all. You know what their other hit was? To the what? Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Oh, I love that song. That's a three dog night. Yeah, I love that. Uh, number 11, in a deleted scene, Billy and Kate discover how truly evil Mrs. Deagle is. They uncover that she was planning on foreclosing on a large group of homes in Kingston Falls in order to sell the land to a chemical company. The deleted scene gave a little more depth to the character and to why she was so hated. Talk about derailing. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you think, like, they got this whole movie going on, and the guy's like, hey, 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 you know what would be cool? What if, like, there was a chemical company, and they wanted to buy the land, and she sold it to her, and we went on for, like, you know, 20 minutes in this movie about it, and they're like, no. Right. Spielberg's like, nah, no. I don't Cut. think so. Uh, or Christopher Columbus, whatever. Yeah. Um, number 12. While trying to impress, this one's amazing, by the way. While trying to impress kids at his real life school, Corey Feldman, you know, we've talked about him a couple times, who played Pete, brought a piece of Mogwai fur to school. The kids just made fun of him and yelled, What the hell is Mogwai fur while throwing spitball at- <laughs> spitballs at him? <laughs> Maybe this event is what fucked him up. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or he really didn't have Mogwai fur and he pulled a bunch of pubes out and he's like, Look, guys, it's Mogwai fur. But regardless, like, let's just say, hypothetically, you're you're an actor. You're a kid actor. Yeah. And you go in. And how old do you think he was in that movie? He had to been, like, 12, 13. Yeah, like, okay. eighth, ninth grade. So you know the difference between, like, real and not real at this point, right? All right. So you go in, and you see the $30,000 little things that are made there, and you snag a piece of the fur. You have to know that it's not real fur, right? Unless I mean, you're Corey Feldman. <laughs> Was he doing drugs then? <laughs> I just feel what's the, the kid on The Simpsons? Is that Nelson? Yeah. yeah. I feel like he pulled out the Mogwai fur and then they'd be like, fuck you, Feldman, him with the spin. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, number 13, Tim Burton almost directed the film, but was oh, eventually passed s- over because so he had never directed a film. Think about how cool. Oh, yeah. Or not, not, I don't want to say it cool. It would have been different. How different, different it would have been. It would have been like dark and comic It would have been as funny, I don't think. Yeah, probably not. It because it's a pretty dark, dark movie, yeah. man. It's got some dark yeah. parts to it. Um, Kate's infamous, speaking of dark, Kate's <laughs> infamous There Is No Santa Claus monologue was seen as too dark and was almost cut from the film. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I know. that. That's a. I remember being little and seeing it for the first time, and I was just like, what? Because <laughs> it's yeah. all like slow motion and... You know, it's quiet. messed up, and, and the, her dad dressed as Santa Claus gets stuck in the fucking yeah. um, the chimney. And even the little the little puppet, the gizmo, he's just there like, 
<laughs> you know, like his eyes are all big. Like, <laughs> which, by the way, have you guys seen the memes about how Gizmo is Baby Yoda? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm loving that the show. Ears. By the way, I'm loving that show. It's probably just a repurposed doll they use because I mean it's the same universe, isn't it? Star Wars and Gremlins. We live in the same universe. Yeah, they yeah. they they collaborated on a bunch of stuff. Spielberg and um, what's his name? Lucas. Lucas. Oh Lucas. yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably repurposed. Either that, or he was like, hey, uh. <laughs> You got something I could use over there? Because uh, <laughs> I thought Baby Yoda was actually short round because he needed work oh, later in life. Mister Jones, Mister <laughs> so Jones. So they painted him green and gave him big ears. <laughs> <laughs> Number fifteen. This is pretty awesome. Gremlins and Indiana Jones, both Spielberg films, were responsible for the creation of the PG thirteen rating system. I did see that. Both films, while rated PG, contained a lot of violence, but not enough to warrant an R rating. So that's that's where you get those the, the PG rating from. That's kind of cool. That's where you get. All the movies that should have been darker but weren't, like all the superhero movies right, that were. Right. If you see a horror movie that says PG thirteen, odds are it's gonna suck. Here's a fun fact for you guys, by the way. You you probably know this. I'm not gonna believe you don't anything you say. Back in the eighties, okay, and we're talking like around this time, eighty four, early eighties to mid eighties, all PG thirteen movies generally had the word fuck in it. Really? At one time. If they did it more than one time, then it became a rated R. But there are many eighty movies from the eighties that are PG thirteen. That have the word fuck in it one time. But there was all the boobs. And it still has PG-13. And but, boobs. But there yeah. are all the boobs, though. But that's what I'm saying. So back yeah. then, you could see how like we've progressed to, you know... Oh, God. The stuff everything we're watching is now. Like, oh, yeah. Well, do you think like maybe a director had like, directed a whole movie and they're on like, the final edits? And I think he goes, wait, we didn't use fuck. <laughs> so they go back yeah, and like, they get plug one. it in somewhere. Yeah, they just dub it Everybody in Everybody gets one. Guys, yeah. we get one fuck. We got to make it good. <laughs> Who's going to do it? Yeah, like Phoebe. Well, no. <laughs> the leprechaun movie we were just talking about yeah. fuck you lucky charms the little right. kid he's a like, fuck you lucky charms one pg-13 yeah one time yeah number 16 at least one of phoebe cates's screams were genuine in the dory's tavern scene a cockroach actually popped out and crawled out in front of her oh my god <laughs> somebody call exterminate <laughs> This is disgusting. <laughs> That's so funny. So, uh, uh, Key Luke, the grandfather at the Asian shop where Billy's dad, this is number 17, guys, where Billy's dad bought Gizmo in the beginning of the film, had extremely young-looking skin, so they had to apply effects makeup to make him look older. The he, Asian guy? Yeah, yeah. The guy in the beginning? Yeah, with the glass eye? He was in his mid-80s, and he looked too young for the part. Yeah, look at this guy. He's so probably they had like a to, monk. Look at that. He was probably like 106 in that picture. Yeah, like he looks probably oh, in his yeah. 60s here. He's probably Wait, like... was he in Kill Bill? Was he the monk from Kill Bill? I don't... This guy? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. No, that's from um, like Crouching Tiger or something, isn't it? No, this guy's like before that. I don't know. It looks crazy. Anyway. You must never feed Mogwai <laughs> at the midnight. <laughs> right. Uh, number 18, at one point, Gizmo and Stripe were actually supposed to be the same creature. Gizmo was supposed to turn into Ooh. Stripe. That would have been a good twist. Yeah, but they wanted to keep, you know, Gizmo and his little soft little... They had to tell sell toys yeah. somehow. You know why. You know why. I'm going to tell you why. And, yeah. and this is a legit reason. Oh, God. When Lucas made Star Wars, he capitalized like i'm talking gene simmons capitalized on all the toys yeah that's why they put you so, on yeah. the second spielberg movie. is like well fuck it i'm gonna get on this train and that's why they kept gizmo because they knew that stuffed animals would sell more than the damn movie and of course. it did of course and it did oh yeah the well, marketing on it was crazy yeah 
Um, number 19, the Gremlins were almost played by monkeys. Oh, my God. That would have been so awesome. So funny story about this. So reading, doing the research on this and reading on this whole thing. So they actually brought monkeys in and put little fur patches. No, they put masks on them and the fuckers freaked out and destroyed the office. <laughs> <laughs> like literally they freaked out and destroyed the office. And they're like, but that's not going to work. Nope, oh not gonna God, work, dude. So yeah, that's that's what happened. How the would monkeys... you like to be the trainer trying to? <laughs> trying to yeah. Oh, is this it? Oh, this is a monkey with an AK forty-seven. No, this is just—it's even better. No. I was like, wait a minute, what? So yeah, that's. Oh, Crocky! Crocky! He's got a look gun. At, look at them laughing. They're like, oh, he's got a gun. Look at this. Look at it. We're literally watching a monkey with an AK forty-seven on YouTube this right what now, happened. folks. This is what happened in the room. Yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty much what happened in the room. The monkey just fucked shit up. Look at him. They're like, oh shit. Yeah. All right. So number twenty. It's like Planet of the Apes, right there. Yeah, that's, that's how it starts. Yeah. Caesar. <laughs> so number Look twenty. The next installment will be much darker. Original writer Chris Columbus is back on board. Yeah. And has reportedly already finished the Gremlins three script, which he describes as twisted and dark. Among other things, Columbus has implied that the root cause of the Gremlins should probably be taken care of, which doesn't bode well for poor little Gizmo, whose sacrifice would instantly mean no more Gremlins. There's also an animated prequel coming out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's going to be it. on one of the streaming things, but uh, it's going to be a whole season series of an animated prequel called uh, something about Mogwai. It's like Start of the Mogwai or some shit like that. Do they go... I hope so. All right. But it's animated, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big into the whole animated thing. So anyway, yeah, that's your top 20 um, crazy shit about gremlins that hopefully you didn't know, and if you did, we just bored the fuck out of you for the last 15, 20 minutes. Um, so passengers, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us on those motherfucking gremlins. Uh, don't forget to head on over to the Midnight Train Podcast and uh, dot com, excuse me, and sign up for the Midnight Bonus Train to access our bonus episodes, including but not limited to our drunken movie reviews, bonus rides, songs from Isaiah and the Midnight Riders, music from our band Sky Pilots, as well as other awesome tidbits you won't get anywhere else. At our website, you can also listen to all of our regular episodes, buy some super sweet shit, like, you know, merchandise, hoodies, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, nice shit. You can watch our YouTube summary videos, um, you know, the ones that are up there until we can fucking figure it out. We need a uh, camera guy or video guy. Right. You can or find gal, <laughs> a person, whatever you identify as. A monkey in a gremlin mask. I don't give a shit at this point in right. time. Yeah. You can also find all of our uh, social media pages and check out the character profiles of the entire train crew. Um, also, sign up for our group on Facebook. It's awesome and a chance for us to talk to all of you outside of the podcast. It's actually really fun. And if you want to catch that picture, we're going to put up of Chainsaw Batman. Chain Chain Man. That's going to go. That's going to go in that group. So Batsaw. 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 There it is. Uh, there will be a link in the description for all that. And if you're a Call of Duty Modern Warfare player, uh, get in on the fun with us. You can find me. My username is Choo Choo Ma Fucker. It's Choo Choo M F R. Those are letters M F R. Jeff's is uh, Mothman Motorcycle. Mothman Motorcycle. Today. And Riley's is his name with a bunch of numbers, and he doesn't ever remember it. Yeah, just join the Facebook group, and I'll I'll post it in there. <laughs> and use the clan or the clan tag T M N T. P. Yeah, there it is. To be as awesome as you can be. Also, you can uh, you know find us on Twitter. You could. I mean, we're all over the place right now. And listeners keep asking how they can help 
keep the steam in our engines, well, the best thing you could do is subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. Most importantly, share the midnight train to everyone. Word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes. Now, I, I did find out something funny um, recently, and I posted something about it uh, on our Instagram page, which I think went to our Twitter and everything else. Um, you literally, if you go in and write a review on um, you know Apple Podcasts, you don't have to put anything on there whatsoever. You could put, I love donkeys, and it still becomes a review for us and bumps us up in the charts. It's that easy, folks. Yeah. So you could put, I love voodoo vodka. Oh. You could put... Sasquatch is real. Yeah, and as a uh, as a testament to that, I went in there a couple nights ago and I did it in about <coughs> it took me about five minutes total. Yeah, it takes you about five. Well, and yeah. I actually wrote a thought out one. If you go in there and you put it whatever star you think we are, and then you just write something random. So wait a minute, wait star. You, you put think a you are thought out five minute comment on your own podcast show? No. For somebody else. Yeah. Who was it? Riley. No, it was us, you idiots. Oh. It made me look bad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> was like, <laughs> He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough for all the love and support we've received. Um, you passengers keep this train moving for sure. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Like you, you guys just honestly have no idea how awesome it is that people out there are just as fucked up as we are and are into just as fucked up shit as we are. I mean, truthfully, I mean, that's how I feel about it. And uh, this is something that Jeff and I started kind of on a whim. Yeah. And we were just hanging out one day and was like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool. And now we're doing it. And Let's record us hanging out and teaching people stupid shit. Yeah. And now we're about six months deep into it now, yeah. I think. Right. And yeah. we're, we're close to like 30 episodes in, yeah. which become is quite the passion of ours. Yeah. Too. I mean, this is what we do. Yeah. You know, this is this is what we like to do. So we, we're glad you guys are listening. Also, we're sending out a signed poster sticker and a magnet to a random passenger who has left us a review on Apple Podcasts today. <laughs> the username is Stormy Dunn. And oh, Stormy. Stormy. Nice. Yeah. Please send us an email at the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com with your full name and address, and we'll send your goodies out to you. Or you can hit us up wherever you normally do because she talks to us all the time on Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, and she's always plugging us yeah, well, yeah. on Instagram. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's awesome. And she's she's great. And uh, remember, the more reviews we get, people, the more we move up in the rankings, and the better the chance that you get randomly selected to receive everything that Stormy Dunn is going to get. So get on it. All right. It doesn't matter what it says. Just give us a five star. Go on there and say, boobs are great or say chocolate is chocolate i don't give a shit <laughs> say whatever the hell you want i don't care <laughs> i want you to go on there and i want you to put who your favorite or what your favorite christmas movie is that can be your a rating there you go you Do don't that. even have to say anything about us just when people go on to our <laughs> podcast they're going to go on to our reviews and they're going to see a bunch of random christmas movies <laughs> i think that's great i think that's a great idea whatever you're, you you d- just put the title in there you don't have to put anything else. You don't have to be like, my favorite movie just is... Just put Home Alone. Right. Just put Home Alone or put Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard. Or Scrooged, which is probably my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, that's movie, a good one. Yeah. I love that. Bill that Murray's like... One, yeah. He's my... like. I love spirit Bill animal. Murray. Yeah, yeah. He is my spirit animal. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have a spirit animal, too. So you can literally go on there. You could say, you know, you like turtles, whatever. But yeah, I think that'd be awesome if you, you know, put your favorite Christmas movie on there. Uh, you can say anything whatsoever. And you can even say, Jeff loves Elon. Elon? Yeah. Elon Musk. Oh. 
It's your buddy. So the fuck is Elon? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, what? Your nemesis? What, what yeah, do you mean? That joke just lost yeah. all steam in that one. Well, and anything lastly, with Elon Musk sucks anyways. So. Lastly, we have the band Conniption Fit from right here in Northeast Ohio in the boxcar with their song Devil and Poseidon. So make sure you stick around to the end of this episode and check them out. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, hanging out with us, talking about Gremlins today. Talking about all this dumb shit that we always do. We want to really, really thank you guys. Um, the more you guys talk about it, the better it is. But uh, even the fact that you're just listening right now, that's huge to us. So from Jeff, Riley, and myself, choo-choo, motherfuckers! Tonight, in the box car, we present to you, Conniption Fit from Northeast Ohio, with their song, Devil and Poseidon. Suicide of the earth, you're a liar!
Look in the mirror 